Hello and welcome to Around the Corner. I'm Matt Schlichting, joined as always by Brian Hemminger. Brian, we've got some exciting prospect news, don't we? We have a ton of exciting prospect news. There's been a lot of shifts in Cleveland's minor league system. Um, We've had an update to MLB Pipeline's top 30 for Cleveland since post-trade deadline and post-MLB draft. So uh, they've inserted some new players to the system. They've updated rankings based on performance, both good and bad. So we have a very different top 10 than what we have been doing throughout the the rest of the year. So you uh, recommended we go ahead and read through the new list before we do a rundown of the stats. So go ahead and take it away. All right. So our new number one prospect in Cleveland system, Tyler Freeman hit has hit everywhere he's played. He's been in a revelation. Uh, Unfortunately, he is not going to play the rest of the year. They shut him down. And I think he actually did end up having shoulder surgery. Like they, they were hoping to avoid it, but they were just like, you know what? If he's going to have to have it, let's have it right now so that he'll be able to play beginning next year. So that's a bit scary that your top overall player is undergoing shoulder surgery. And I think he's had a shoulder injury before too. So that's something to at least keep an eye on moving forward. It could hurt him uh, a little bit or uh, make him lose a little bit of luster when he's been so consistently good at every level hopefully the deciding to go ahead and do the surgery now it was sort of a preventative measure for the rest of his development moving forward yeah hopefully and perhaps many people's eyes the new number one prospect but currently number two now george valera uh, outfielder he was number four previously uh and freeman had been number two uh so uh, valera jumps up two spots very, very exciting. Uh, and he was recently promoted to double A, but we'll talk about that later. Then Nolan Jones, our former number one, still trying to get a little bit more consistent um, with uh, his first experience of triple A this whole season has dropped to number three. Um, Gabriel Arias, on the other hand, also in his first taste of triple A at 21 years old, mind you, has now jumped up to number four. From number six, Daniel Espino, who has been absolutely sensational this whole season and is putting up ridiculous numbers with strikeouts, remains number five. And he was five before. He'll get nothing in like... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bo Naylor drops three spots. Uh, He was number three. He is now number six. Uh, He has spent the entire season at double A. And now he is kind of splitting time at catcher with Brian Lavastida. Uh, Lavastida just missed the top 10, by the way. I think he's up to 12 or 13. So he has really been soaring up the prospect rankings. Um, Brian Rocchio, again, he will get nothing and like it. (laughs) Uh, He was seven. He is still seven. Now, the final three spots in the top 10 are all newcomers. Makes it a little more interesting here. Yes. So sorry, Aaron Bracco, Ethan Hankins, and Josh Wolf. Uh, Ethan drops after not being able to play this whole year, undergoing Tommy John surgery. Understandable. Uh, Bracco has not quite been as good as his compatriots 
that he began the year with in Lake County, Valera and Rocchio, who both have been since promoted to double A. Bracco is still at single A, putting up, I would say, average, league average numbers, not elite prospect numbers that you were kind of hoping for. And uh, Josh Wolf has been very inconsistent, sometimes great, sometimes really, really bad, and just hasn't been able to nail it down. So Wolf also drops quite a bit out of the top 10. Uh, But new to the top 10, our number eight prospect is Angel Martinez, who is was one of the youngest players in the system to start the year at full season ball uh, has been great. Uh, A lot of people think that he could be one of the future top prospects in the system if he keeps this up. Uh, Gavin Williams, our number one draft pick in this past 2021 MLB draft, who throws 100 miles an hour, is debuting at number nine. And Logan T. Allen, who the true, the one true Logan Allen. Indeed. (laughs) I believe our second round pick in the 2020 draft out of college, who has since been promoted to double A. Uh, is number 10 now. So really, really interesting uh, top 10 movement. Uh, I think the craziest thing out of all the things I just said, Josh Wolf was top 10. Where do you think he is now? 27th. He's not even in the top 30. Oh. They dropped him all the way out. (laughs) No love for Josh Wolf. None whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Hankins drops uh, all the way to 21. And Brocco drops to 15. So huge drops on their end. Well, um, we had some climbers. So Yes, we had several climbers. Uh, Tanner Burns is just outside the top 10 at number 11. Uh, he was a first-round pick last year. Richard Palacios is all the way up to number 14. Peyton Battenfield, who we just received in a trade and is not doesn't need to be added to the uh, 40-man until next November, not this November, is all the way up to 17 now. He has been tremendous. And then if you're curious about any of the other draft picks this year, only one other draft pick is actually uh, listed at the moment, and it is uh, Tommy Mace. And he comes in at number 20 overall. I believe he was our second round pick. Uh, He was actually our competitive balance pick in between the second and third rounds. So... I think well, that, that does us... it. Yeah, so I'll be, I'll be doing a much more labor-intensive study of the changes to the top 30 that should be coming out in a little bit. Uh, this takes a long time to write because I literally go through every player in the top 30, how they've performed this year, who dropped off, who graduated, who's just outside the top 30 that d- might deserve to be ranked, in my opinion. So it's a lot of work. So just be patient with me. It will be coming. <laughs> It's always a great post that gives a, an awesome recap of where the system was, what has changed, and a sense of where it's going, too. Okay, well, with that all out of the way, let's recap how our top, our new top 10 players have performed in the past. I went back two weeks. So, uh, Tyler Freeman, obvious, uh, didn't play. So, that's an easy one. Just keep healing, Tyler. Now, the next one, George Valera, this one is exciting. He's definitely putting up numbers that show why he is now considered the number two prospect in the system. He slashed uh, over the last two weeks. So this is 13 games worth of appearances. Uh, 325, 518, 650. 
good for a WRC plus of 211, just destroying the baseball. Four home runs mixed in there. 15 walks, maybe the most impressive thing to me. Mm-hmm. People are pitching around him now, and he's selective. And, and so yeah. that's what happens. And he threw in a promotion to double A during that time period where he has already collected three hits in his first two games. And guess who we got his first hit in his first double A game against? It was Corey Kluber. Yes. Two times Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber pitching a rehab outing. And Valera gets an RBI single against him and also walks that game. I don't know if Kluber walked him. Uh, he might have after that RBI single. He'd been like, oh, I don't want to get bat flipped. <laughs> a pretty cool introduction to double A either way. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes and gets two more hits the next night. So beast mode, George Valera. He had one of the most fun games I have ever seen a player have. So get this. Okay. August 21st, George Valera comes up to bat six times okay six times goes two for two with a home run three walks and a hit by pitch and steals two bases he's just getting it done however it needs to get done <laughs> got on base all six times oh that is beautiful after that game he only lasted one more game at high a and they're just like we can't do this anymore to these poor high a pitchers <laughs> not fair anymore <laughs> Uh, a guy who hasn't been running uh, amok, so to speak, uh, is now number three in the top ten, Mr. Nolan Jones. What has he been up to for the last fortnight? Uh, not so hot in terms of batting average, uh, only hitting 182. But what I will say is the BAPIP isn't great at 259. He did steal three bases. He did hit a home run, did hit a couple doubles, and he did walk ten times in two weeks. So that's great. Uh, and even though there's 17 strikeouts, uh, again, that's not the greatest in terms of strikeout rate. 30%. If he can keep that at 30 or lower as he moves on to the major leagues, I think I can live with that. I don't want it higher than that, though. That's about the max that I think you can get away with at the major league level as long as you are also walking a ton and hitting home runs. Yeah, it, it, you're going to be... I guess if you're going to try to be the sort of prototypical 300, 400, 500 slugger, you can't strike out any more than that. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting line mm -hmm. to look at for that reason. And then uh, moving on to our new number four player, Gabriel Arias, he had a very unique uh, slash line. The, the walks that he was really starting to pour on early in the season uh, kind of uh, vaporized the past two weeks. In his 11 games... He went 12 for 46 to hit 261, which isn't bad. But I think the most interesting thing was 13 strikeouts compared to one walk. He put up, even though he hit 60 points higher than Jones, uh, he only had a WRC plus of 74. So it was only three points higher than Jones's 71 because Jones was also getting on base with all those walks. Just an interesting week or two weeks for him. Hopefully it's just... He was fishing a little bit, and he'll get back to what he was doing before, but he earns the promotion nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So moving on, we've got Daniel Espino, and uh, Daniel had a very nice two weeks, didn't he? He definitely did. So in two starts, Espino pitched 10 total innings. I think it was five in each. Only allowed two hits and one run. Walked four, but struck out 21. Yeah, struck and out good 21. For, good for a .9 ERA. 
I checked batting average against 0.65. That's off the scale. <laughs> Whatever the scale is for that, it's just nobody came up with terms for that range. Uh, okay, well, I've got a train here that is really I think it's a good omen this time. Yeah, it, the, the train is a good omen because it's uh, the hype train for Daniel Espino. Boom! Um, <laughs> and there it is again. See? <laughs> this this locomotive has toot, wonderful... Toot Daniel Espino hype train. Wonderful um, comedic timing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, I think the most exciting thing about Daniel Espino is you look at his last four starts all at high A now. He is he has been at high A for six starts. In his last four starts, double digit strikeouts every stinking game. It's just silly. Yeah. He is like at one point, I think Logan, the one true Logan Allen and Xavion Curry were leading the organization in strikeouts. Now Espino is just destroying everyone in strikeouts. And what's crazy is he has not yet pitched over five innings in the game all season, but he has five double-digit strikeout games. That's a little nuts. And two nine-strikeout games. So, like, he had one start where every out was a strikeout. Four innings, 12 strikeouts. You literally, the infielders didn't need to exist. Have we ever had a starter with stuff like this before, do you think? Not since, like, Sabathia, I think. You know, I remember, I mean, he, he wasn't quite throwing 100, but he was throwing upper 90s, and he was blowing through the system, if you remember. He was very young. I think he was 20 when he made his Major League debut. That's right. So, I, f- I forgot he was so yeah. young when he first came up. But Espino's 20, and he's at high A, and in his six high A starts, he has... N- 10 strikeouts, 11 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts, 12 strikeouts, 9 strikeouts, 4 strikeouts. I'm not sure he's being challenged. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that last start was 5 innings, 1 hit, 10 strikeouts. There were 3 walks. I don't know if you heard about this. Those 3 walks were the first 3 batters he faced in the game. <laughs> he walks the bases loaded and then is untouchable for 5 straight innings with 10 strikeouts. <laughs> The man needed to give himself a challenge. Yeah, he was just like, you know what? I'm going to start this game by walking the bases loaded. Maybe he just intentionally walked him. He's like, give, put him on. Put him on. I want to see what I can do against the cleanup hitter with the bases loaded, nobody out. <laughs> oh, we will remain excited about Mr. Espino. No, I am through the roof excited. He is uh, also in the MLB Pipeline Top 100 overall now, too. So Cleveland does have five players in that top 100. But what's interesting is they don't have anybody in the top 50. <laughs> They're all like 50 to 100 right now. That Those those numbers will go up uh, as, because I think everybody in that list other than Nolan Jones is like 21 or younger. So those numbers are going to go up. And someone who may be among those at some point is number six on the list, Mr. Bone Naylor. He had... Um, this is an interesting this is an interesting couple of weeks especially considering he's a catcher i'm not quite sure what to make of it yet uh well honestly he did have some bad bapip luck uh only hit 186 but look at that on base percentage 352 10 walks in 2 weeks um so ended up despite the low hitting rate wrc plus almost league average 96 
So I'm not going to complain too much about that. He also stole a couple bases, hit two home runs, had a double. So you know what? I'm I'm not going to complain about that. I think that that's perfectly acceptable. I would like you know him to hit a little bit better over a two week stretch as a young player at Double A. I can live with that. Yeah, and his job in that lineup isn't necessarily to drive runs in. So if he's getting on base. And that's one of the most successful teams out of all of Cleveland's. That is the most successful team other than maybe the ACL team uh, in Cleveland's minor league system right now. So uh, then we have Brian Rocchio, who is now a firm double A player. Uh, and he has been terrific in two weeks, which includes about a week now plus of being in double A. He went 18 for 56. Five home runs, 15 runs batted in. He had more runs batted in than games played. And then uh, two more stolen bases. He had a WRC plus of 164 slashed 325, 356, 643. And that includes playing almost all of his games at double A for the first time in his life as a 20 year old. The flash of power is really exciting. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some of the power. I mean, it makes no sense because he's like rail thin, but he has a great swing, and when he gets a hold of one, I mean, he can drive it. Kind of like what we're seeing out of Zimmer lately. like Just all all skin and bones, and then crushes it, you know, 480 feet. Uh, next up, we've got Angel Martinez. How did uh, Mr. Martinez do? He, in his introduction to this wonderful list, hit 222, 308, 244. Not the greatest showing in the history of the world. Uh, good for a 62 WRC+. Plus. Wasn't striking out a ton, struck out 23% of the time, uh, just a little bit of a struggle as a plate. Not a great week. No BABIP to blame either. It was right around league average. Mm-hmm. You know, he was extremely hot earlier in the year. He's he's cooled off a little bit this past month. Now, he hasn't been terrible, but he's been about league average, if not a little bit below that. So that's one of the reasons that he has not been promoted to high A yet, although uh, he is still getting consistent at bats as an everyday player as a 19 year old. So still plenty to be excited about with Angel Martinez, but I think it's ex- expected that there's going to be a few growing pains along the way, especially the first time he's ever played a full season. You know, he's kind of getting into that, you know, I'm sure that at this point right now, this is the most games he's ever played in a single season. So uh, it could be starting to drag on him a little bit. True. So you got to think about a lot of the factors that go into uh, player performance at this, especially at this time of the year. We're probably even looking at that with Tristan McKenzie right now, to be perfectly honest. Coming off of the pandemic here, this is the most stress accumulated on his arm. Similar kind of thing. Tired shoulder going to the disabled list. So possibly it's interesting to think about for Martinez. Um, number nine on our list is Gavin Williams. Uh, he is not a man who has yet played baseball as a professional for the Cleveland Indians, though he is in our organized system. Thank you very much. That brings us then to number 10, Logan T. Allen. 18 innings pitched, six runs allowed, uh, 12 hits, 25 strikeouts against four walks. I mean, what more can you ask for? And uh, he is now firmly at double A after being promoted from single A, high A. So... Uh, this is a guy that is stepping up after getting challenged again. I mean, look at those strikeouts. 
five innings, eight strikeouts, six and a third innings, eight strikeouts, six and two thirds, nine strikeouts. So that's what I love about these starts is he's so consistent. Going six innings deep. Yep. That's what you want. I mean, if you want to have somebody that is a regular in your rotation, you want them to go out there like an Aaron Savali and just consistently get you deep into a game and keep your team in it. And, you know, Savali is almost guaranteed like six innings, three or fewer runs almost every time. He is a quality start machine. And it looks like Logan T. Allen is going right down that same track. Like he's going to go out there, give you six innings, give up two or fewer runs, one walk, eight plus strikeouts. I mean, this guy, there's a reason he's in the top 10 right now. And I'm surprised he's not a little bit higher based on how great he's been this year. I, uh, if he keeps pitching like this, he's, he'll creep up by the time they roll the list over for the beginning of the year. Maybe their ranking will catch up to the hype that we're slowly building. <laughs> um, speaking of hype, we are now into our top five performers for the week. And the aforementioned hype train for Daniel Espino just keeps going as he has made the list once more. We know what he did. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it already, but just humiliating batters. I mean, 10 innings, 21 strikeouts, four walks, um, one run, two hits. Just incredible. Yeah. I mean, if he keeps this up, I could see him being one of the t- top pitchers on all of MLB Pipeline. Like, because I mean, he is still so young and I mean, he's getting close. I mean, high A, that's not that far away. So at 20 years old, I mean, seriously, the hype train is real on this kid. Like I knew that we were going to be excited about him, uh, that I was excited about him coming into this year. Cause I kept seeing all this stuff about how hard of a worker he is, how much muscle he put on. Like this kid just is a gym rat. He is just constantly working to get better. And, and it's paying off. I think the thing that excited me the most, most recently, was I saw a highlight of all of his strikeouts in the start. And in the one of his last pitches in the fifth inning was 99 miles an hour. Yeah. So all those people saying that this kid is only going to be a, you know, a late inning reliever. Uh, if you're maintaining velocity 99 miles an hour deep into a game, uh, you're going to be a starter. If you offered me a streaming channel with more of that content, I would pay $4.99 a month, I believe. Number two in our top five performers, which keep in mind, there is no order to the top five performers. This is a communist list. Xavier mm-hmm. Curry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Curry, he's kind of been a little up and down since he got promoted to high A from Lynchburg, where he started the year and was the best pitcher in the system as a starter to begin the year. But that last start, woo! Uh, five innings, one hit. No runs, no walks, 10 strikeouts. Almost perfect. Can we call that an Espino? <laughs> <laughs> no, because Espino usually does walk a guy or two. That's the one uh, thing Espino needs to work on is the walks. Maybe. But, I don't know if Curry does this often, but the ten, five innings, 10 strikeouts thing is just... Yeah. That's, it's a certain that's level of dominance that yes. just jumps out. Mm-hmm. I can double check to see how many other 10-plus uh, strikeouts games he's had this year. Because I know this is like one of the first times he's really been stretched. I mean, no, this is the first time he's ever pitched. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, only one other time this year did Curry get uh, 10 strikeouts. And uh, he had a game uh, back in May 18th where he went six and a third, one hit, no walks, 11 strikeouts. (laughs) 
So almost the exact same thing, but an inning and a third longer with another strikeout. So we'll keep our eye on it. It could be yeah, a fun no, stat. He has been really, really good. So very excited about Xavion Curry. What was funny was when MLB Pipeline redid their top 30 and added like a couple Indians draft picks and some of the guys acquired in trades, Curry wasn't in the top 30. People were like, what? How is he not in the top 30? Have you seen this guy pitch? And uh, like, I guess one person graduated and now he's number 30. <laughs> I think uh, Ernie Clement graduated. So they, they bumped uh, Xavion back into the top 30. He definitely belongs there and hopefully he can continue performing and keep rising. So next up, or is that the last one? No, no, no. We've got a couple more. Uh, in terms of hitters, uh, we've got a pair of triple A outfielders to uh, highlight this week for, or actually these past two weeks. So Connor Maribel, you may have forgotten about him. Uh, he's been a bit of a depth outfielder, somebody that's consistently risen through the system. Uh, this year, uh, he has been at AAA the whole season, but for the past two weeks, he has been on fire. So in 12 games, he went 16 for 40, uh, betting about 400 um, with two home runs, five doubles, three walks, WRC plus of 196 over two weeks. That's a lot harder. That's a number that is really impressive to do over an extended period of time. Like that's good enough usually to get you potentially in the top five for one week. So the fact that he was able to do that over 12 games is really impressive. And he, for me, it feels like he keeps popping up when I do the Saturday recaps. It's just having key hits or otherwise contributing to the offense in meaningful ways. I mean, he first reached AAA in 2017. So yes, he is a depth guy, but they're important to the organization. And it's cool to see him have uh, a hot stretch like that. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that I don't know if he'll ever make it to the majors with Cleveland, but I think at some point he's going to make it to the majors. With I think he's, yeah, he will earn some significant at bats for someone at some point. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of people making it to the majors in Cleveland, uh, we have Oscar Gonzalez also at AAA, and he's been there for a little bit now. And for these past two weeks, he was entirely at AAA. So he is now settled in at AAA. And over his past 13 games, 20 for 54, three home runs, three doubles, a walk, two hit by pitches. WRC plus of 167. Man, uh, the way you teased that, I thought you had a scoop and you were going to break some news. Oh, no, 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 not yet. But I mean, he is knocking on that door like they are going to have to give him an opportunity. He won't stop hitting. There's one place for those guys to go. Um, and speaking of guys who won't stop hitting, George Valera rounds out the list for this week. And nothing new there. We already talked about how amazing he was these past two weeks, but what a beast. 211 WRC+. plus. I mean, I was already ra ranting and raving about Maribel going 196, and Valera was even better than that. So, And the fact that he did that while also being promoted to AA. Hell yeah. Indeed. Now, Brian, would you like to take a peek inside the cupboard? Let's do it. The Carnegie Cupboard uh, are two players each, uh, a hitter and pitcher that were not featured in the top 30 of MLB Pipeline or the LGT top 20 that we thought deserve a closer look throughout the season. So how did your players perform these past couple weeks? I think they had fun playing baseball, first of all. And we know that's the most important thing after breakfast. 
but they actually both had some pretty good weeks. A uh, couple of weeks here. Uh, so Clark Scolomiero went 316-350, 5.26 for the last two weeks. Not bad at all for him, sporting a WRC plus of 134. Uh, to keep you apprised of Mr. Scolomiero's pedigree within the system here, he was a very late round pick, and I feel like we usually highlight top contending prospects kind of here. So I thought it would be fun to track kind of a rando within the system. And he rewarded us with 14 days of great baseball. Uh, and then for pitchers, I had Mr. Eric Mock, who is now back in action after some time on the DL, or excuse me, the IL. One day, I will make that mistake for the last time. Mock pitched three innings and a third, facing 13 batters. He struck out six of them, allowed one hit, and only had one walk. Plunked the guy, but whatever. He was probably standing too close to the plate. Screw yeah. him. Rush him off. So, yeah, really nice performance by your guys. Um, now, in terms of uh, my players, uh, Micah Priest, who was promoted to high A, uh, didn't have the best week, uh, slashed uh, best two weeks, slash 200, 304, 275, with a WRC plus of 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> and Francisco Perez, uh, the exciting news with him, he was added to the 40-man roster and promoted to Cleveland. Woo! Uh, did not perform very well there. But the fact that he made it means that he's that's not the last time we're going to be seeing him uh, in Cleveland, probably this year or next year. So uh, in his very short stint in Cleveland, he went one and a third innings pitched and allowed three hits, three runs <laughs> and three walks. So it could so, have been worse. It was not good. <laughs> but. You know what? First time MLB jitters, most people are going to come up and not have their best performance. I think it, Cleveland kind of dropped the ball. They could have used him in a game that they were comfortably winning where he had no pressure. And instead they put him in a game where I think, I can't remember for sure. I think they may have brought him in with people on base or I don't know if he got a clean inning or not. They but. had kidnapped Jose Ramirez and were holding him over an acid bath if he didn't get the out, <laughs> if I remember correctly, too. Well, Jose definitely got dropped into that. <laughs> it's amazing he's still uh, hitting so well. Yeah. So uh, regardless, you know, he's kind of gone uh, up and down. Uh, I think he went back to AAA after he got called up. So we'll see how he uh, continues to perform. Uh, I don't think he has pitched in a week. So his last time pitching was August 21st. Okay. So, Some time to decompress. Yeah. Get his mind back together. <laughs> he definitely will need to, to get, I mean, he might need to speak to a psychologist. The, the first Goodness. <laughs> well, I don't think it was too rough for him. Hopefully we'll see him again soon though. And I'm, I'm assuming that he remains in the cupboard. Yeah, he will remain in the cupboard uh, unless un unless like he gets called up and stays up. Because I know you had like Ernie on in your cupboard, and then he got called up. He's been up for a while now. You replaced him, but since he got sent back down to AAA, I'll keep him in. But if he gets called up again, and I expect that to happen soon, um, I will keep him there. Uh, I will replace him with somebody new, and I have some very exciting ones that I'm considering. Transactions. Okay. Uh, transactions, there were quite a few. Uh, there was a lot of uh, 
what do you call it? Musical chairs in Cleveland's minor league system over the past uh, couple weeks. Uh, first things first, there were a couple injury updates. Uh, Aaron Bracco was hurt for about 20 days. He got activated pretty recently, uh, had a thumb injury. Uh, Richard Palacios was recently injured, uh, placed on the injured list. And this started a cascade of promotions. So with Palacios, who has been playing a lot of outfield, uh, placed on the injured list in Columbus, um, Bill Benson got promoted from Akron to Columbus. So former first round pick is now back on the same team with Nolan Jones. So caught back up to Nolan Jones. Good for Will Benson. And then to fill the void left behind by Benson, George Valera got promoted from Lake County to Akron, as did Victor Nova. If you don't remember Victor Nova, he was kind of the throwaway player in the Trevor Bauer deal. He was in rookie ball at the time, but he is already back, already up to Akron at, at 21 years old. So somebody to, to at least keep an eye on. Uh, not anybody in the top 30, but a very interesting name. And then um, Jonathan Rodriguez goes from Lynchburg up to uh, Lake County to fill the gap or void left behind by George Valera and Victor Nova. And Jorge Burgos, a promising outfield prospect in the Arizona Complex League, was promoted from the Arizona Complex League to Lynchburg. Um, there were a couple other uh, moves. Joey Cantillo, who has been just completely off in the ether all season, dealing with an abdominal injury, did begin a rehab assignment in the Arizona Complex League. He had one start so far. I think he went two innings, struck out two, no runs allowed. So great to see. Hopefully we get to see him pitch again soon. It's been about six days since he pitched. So I don't know how long they're planning to go between appearances. Um, another really interesting note, uh, Alaska Abney, who was a draft pick by Cleveland in this 2021 draft has already appeared in the Arizona Complex League and has now been promoted to Low A Lynchburg. And you got a chance to see his pitching motion. And it, there's a common theme with some of these fast movers, fast moving relievers in Cleveland system. Sidewinders. Yes. This guy is a almost submariner. And uh, so far, six scoreless innings from Abney. And you did show the mechanics and he like he whips his body around his plant leg almost it's like he's lashing his arm it's hard to you have to see it i'll, I'll just throw in that i'm a big fan of alaska abney i think uh, this guy is going to be one of the first members of that draft class that makes it up to the major leagues uh, cleveland clearly looks at him and goes bullpen guy he's going to shake things up and uh, I can't wait to see more of him. So I would not be shocked if he continues to move quickly through the system. Like if he dominates at Lynchburg, I would he, he could easily be in uh, Lake County before the season's over. Uh, last couple uh, transactions, John Kenzie Noel, who we have been hyping all year because he has been murdering people with uh, his baseball bat. He is now finally in high A Lake County and he's hitting pretty well over there too. So awesome to see. And then a couple other infielders, uh, Christian Cairo, I think a top five pick 
from the 2020 draft or maybe 29. I think it was the 2019 draft who started the year in Lynchburg. Uh, he was promoted to Lake County as well. Uh, he is the son of, uh, there was a Cairo that was always on the Tampa Bay Rays. I forget his first name, but son of a major leaguer. Uh, and Mylon Tolentino, who was a infield prospect drafted out of high school in the 2020 draft, was crushing home runs in the Arizona Complex League and has been promoted to Lynchburg as well. He joins Petey Halpin as a pair of high school prospects that are now in full season ball that were drafted last year. And don't be surprised to see Isaiah Green join them shortly as well. I think Miguel Cairo. Miguel Cairo, that's the one. Is the player you were... I didn't realize that it, there was a bloodline there. Interesting. <laughs> I think Miguel Cairo is a coach now in the major leagues. So. Uh, for the White Sox. Yep. And it was Miguel Cairo. Yep. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of this week's well, podcast. Uh, and you know and you know what, that, what time that is. <clears throat> well, if you're ready, and I, we're going to share a, a reading by E.E. E. Gammings. Please do. <clears throat> Straightforward from Florida Doctor. Number one, cut off Devin Williams. Number two, anathemated disloyalty. Number three, answer the comfort. Number four, Joe Jimenez is the film. <laughs>